Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is Welcome to 90 Day Fiancé WTF Podcast, a weekly hangout to talk about what the fuck we all just watch on TLC's 90 Day Fiancé. I'm Nadia, and with me are my friends, Lon and Miriam. Hey, everybody. Hey, guys. All right, we're back. Sorry for being MIA last week, but we're back, and we're here to talk about The Other Way. So... Really quick before we start. Sure. Life hack, ladies. Try a little cabbage on your nipples to soothe them when they're chapped and bleeding. Y'all know that? What? Uh, I do that every <laughs> night before I go to bed. Listen. What are we talking what? about here? Wait, what did I miss? <laughs> Wait, that's, what, what that's, what they, that's what they do in Ethiopia. Yeah, you didn't, you didn't catch no. that. <laughs> what? <laughs> Wow. So can we, I can we just talk about the chapped, cracked nipples? <laughs> yeah. So, speaking firsthand, oh my god, no one warns you about these things when you have a baby and you I had no idea, Miriam, so I was shocked when I saw that. So, <laughs> honestly, that. I remember when I had my older son, you're just so sore because you're just like, it's just not normal for like someone to be on your body that much nursing. And so... Things get chapped, and then if you don't take care of it, things crack, and sometimes there's blood there, so it's super gross. And it's, but some it's, cabbage will take care. Yeah, of the, that. the cabbage, guys, the cabbage. Wow. Vaseline. <laughs> yeah, I I heard of Vaseline, but not cabbage. So that's some ancient old some wife's other. trick. Or yeah. maybe goat's blood. You never know. Oh my god! After they sacrifice that, yeah. Uh, After they sacrificed a a sheep slaughter, she called it. (laughs) Yeah, can we can we talk about how she made him walk? Ah. I I I totally want to protest that, but I I cannot believe she. I mean, I get it; she's hormonal, but she made him walk with the baby. It's so. Was it more dangerous? You think? I think her justification was and you know again first world i think because there wasn't a car seat in that taxi is why she thought it would be safer if he carried the baby home rather than risk it in a taxi wearing a a seat belt and holding the baby she was like i'm not gonna have him without a car seat or something like that and that's why he had to walk (laughs) yeah but what if he got stopped midway and someone kidnaps his baby yeah at, at knife point or gun point. Honestly, I mean, it would have been simple to just say, look, I'll give you a bigger tip. If you drive slowly and carefully, we have a baby. Like, <laughs> but it was her in- insistence, though. It's yeah. not the driver. It's her asking him to walk. And I'm like, 
Wow. That was bold. I mean, he made some really good points. He said I could trip and fall with holding the baby. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then the other thing he mentioned was that it's it was super hot. Like he went and got an umbrella to kind of bring mm-hmm. put shade on them. And I agree. Like that feels more dangerous to me than a short car ride home. Like if it was me, I would have been in the back seat holding the baby and I, I would be okay with that. That's yeah. something I would have argued for. Like, no, we're not doing that. <laughs> we are not doing that. <laughs> I'm staying in this car. I think it's safer in this car. Let's tip the driver a little bit more, you know, for him to drive safe. Drive slow. We have a newborn here. Yeah, that's how I would approach that. From my perspective, it's like he's just always tiptoeing around her feelings. He doesn't want to argue with her. He just like gives in. Anytime she has like a request, he like totally gives in. And I always feel like it's part of like the trauma he has with like the other American wife leaving. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so I always feel like he's like thinking, oh, I don't want it to happen again. So like, how do I keep her happy so that she stays and doesn't leave me and doesn't take my baby? And I don't know. Do you guys get that? Yeah, I do. He's definitely traumatized. He does things so that he doesn't lose her is what it seems like. Right. Yeah. Again, it's I think it is the trauma that that his previous wife left and took their kid. Right. He's not allowed to see their kid. Correct. Or his, oh, was it son? I forget. Yeah, but yeah, yeah he's, he's not allowed exactly. to see his son. So yeah, it, it's it's him like constantly begging, um, letting her have her way. However, he does stick up for the things he pushes for the things he really wants. So I think the baptism and the circumcision were were two things that he was like, and even then, right? Even then, he was still kind of begging. Right, please, this would make me very happy. It would make me very happy, please, in my culture. This is important. You know, so he he still continued to push for it. And you know what? She compromised. And that's something, you know, that we don't see from someone like baby girl Lisa or someone like Angela. So I thought it was refreshing where even though Ari was reluctant and she kept giving us, you know, scenes where she's like, I don't like this, blah, 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 blah. She had me going there for a second, right? And then she flips it and she's like, but because I love him, you know, and you, there's things you just got to do, right? And I'm like, all right. Yeah. So, yeah. Cool. So, you know, she flips it right at the last minute. And I'm like, okay, yeah, that's cool, you know? And that was refreshing to see because we don't get to see compromise right. a lot on this show. And um, seeing it with her made me, made me really happy. So, one, yeah, it does seem like, Benny, you know, walks on eggshells, is really, really timid, very scared that one false move, he'll um, he'll lose, you know, his wife and kid again. But I do think that he does push for the things he wants. And to give Ari some credit, I think she was really good at compromising on the things that, you know, she made it firm with us. And she she told us, you know, how she disagreed with certain things, but, you know, she was willing to do it out of love for him. So... I really appreciated that. I agree. The fact that she was, you know, like the baptism isn't going to hurt him. He's just going to be covered in water and they're going to pray over him. I thought that was, you know, as Lon mentioned, a good compromise. 
the whole circumcision topic, I could see how she would freak out. It's just such a weird thing. For some cultures, it's super, super important, including the Jewish culture. So that's mm-hmm. why I'm surprised that she was a little bit yeah. reluctant. Yeah, I thought so I'm too. I was like, that. you're yeah. Jewish. <laughs> I know. Like, that's supposed to be kosher, right? <laughs> kosher, um, right. <laughs> I thought she was being, was she trying to be progressive with it? Like, she was, well, what if he grows up needing that thing and and it's so funny when Beanie said trust me he wouldn't be needing that thing I'll take full responsibility and I was like yeah Yeah, when you said progressive though Nadia there is like a movement like that where men are trying to reclaim their lost foreskin it's weird <laughs> but oh you can look God. it up yeah and then it's like, weird. what you do can they look do it up. like what do they do do they uh, I, I have no clue what like, they buy, do like, a little jacket for it, <laughs> <laughs> they get like skin from another part of their body grafted onto it I, I have no idea oh but, my goodness but there is a movement yeah where men are they're like oh you know i i didn't have a choice it was uh you know it was it was a part of me and they took it and it's a real thing. Yeah, it's a it's it's a real thing. So when when Adia said, "Oh, I think she's being progressive." That's the first thing that came to mind was like, "Oh, I wonder if she knows about this group of men who feel like something was was taken from them." And uh, So, yeah. what do they do in the meantime? Do they hate their parents for taking away the foreskin? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I have no clue. Should we put out a Twitter poll of like, you know, to our followers and say, do you miss them? Like, do you wish your parent would have fought? You know what? That's a good point because I only, I did make a poll, but it was a ladies only poll. I should have made a men's poll for the ladies poll. Let's go ahead and bring it out. I asked on Twitter, ladies, are we circumcising our babies or waiting to give them a choice in 2020? (laughs) And 60% said snip snip. 40% 40% 40% said circumcision his decision. So Wow. <laughs> it's so actually funny. pretty close. Snip snip. <laughs> yeah, that's actually pretty close though. 60 40. That's like 10% difference. Or I mean, 20% so difference like, but 10% from 50 50 is the way I see it. Yeah. So if a baby gets circumcised, which is typically when it's done, right, in America, how do they even know they're missing anything? Doesn't that just become like their new normal? It becomes their new normal until they take a science course or something. Yeah. And then they're like, yeah. oh, you mean? Locker room, right? Like they compare. Or they compare. Yeah. And they're like, oh, you know. Right. Interesting. Yeah. Like, hey, look, my parents were progressive. They let me keep it. They let me keep it. It's my choice. <laughs> my skin, my choice. But oh, yeah, I think I'll, uh, I'll think I'll do a follow up. And if we have, hey, if we have any male listeners out there, let us know, man. Drop us a comment. You know how to reach us, 90 Day Fiance WTF. Let us know what you guys feel about that. <laughs> if you don't mind sharing. Oh, man. Sister-in-law, she has the actual skin from her son's circumcision in a book. Like an album. No. You're kidding. It's so disgusting. You're yeah. kidding. <laughs> I swear to God. She has that in like, you know like those photo albums? Like when like, you're pregnant and then... Like there's pictures in the hospital and then newborn baby pictures. And then you keep flipping the page. And then I was like, what is this? And she's like, oh, that's from his circumcision. And then next to it is like when the belly button falls off, that scab. She also has that shit taped oh up God. in that album. Wow. It's so disgusting. Wow. Just in an album? Yeah. That she, like, I mean, if it's a time capsule, I kind of, like, hey, I'd be look, okay look if it's a time capsule. Um, oh, it's wow. so gross. 
and like unsanitary honestly that's what i was it. thinking it's flesh <laughs> it's so yeah. it should be decomposing like what what did you do to preserve it? Nothing. She just like, literally she put salt or something to preserve it. <laughs> she lifted up the little plastic cover of like the <laughs> album and shoved it oh under there and then put the plastic right over it. That's what it looks like. Oh uh, our listeners are probably imagining this and I hope they don't hit pause or stop. <laughs> okay, let's let's move on. Let's keep it going. Uh, w- one question though. She did call Benny controlling. Did you guys catch that? Yeah, in the car. Mm-hmm. So, do what do y'all think? I thought maybe um sometimes he's just being, I couldn't find the right word for it, like practical. I think you know when he's like, oh, you got to take care of yourself now. You know, you're breastfeeding. You know, you have to eat certain foods. You have to like do this. That's how I took it. Was like it was more or less like advice. You know, since since you're breastfeeding now, here are certain things that need to be done. And maybe she has different examples that weren't on camera, but that was when they inserted the comment that she said, oh, Benny can be very controlling. So I don't know. I thought I didn't see that as controlling at all. Benny is a second time dad. So if anything, he has more experience than her. Mm-hmm. So I see it as him being more of like an advisor. Right. And maybe maybe he can come across a little bit persuasive with the way he insists on having the traditions done and everything but and again she's she's probably going through a lot so maybe she sees it as controlling but maybe he's actually just looking out for her good point and and i'm glad you said that because i we did actually forget to cover that well maybe we would have gotten to it sooner or later but yes yes i think there were times where i thought they were kind of pressuring her or like they were kind of cornering her like, right when she gave birth, they're like, you're going to baptize this kid? You're going to circumcise this kid? You know what I mean? Yeah. And she's just like, uh, ugh, you know, can we not, like, talk about that right now? I've just got right. out of the hospital. So I could understand that. Yeah, that's a good point. And I could see why she would feel like she's being pressured or controlled. I can see that. Mm-hmm. Come across controlling to me at all. I think that, if anything, he's, you know, very supportive of her feelings and is always trying to, like, make her happy and doing whatever pretty much she asks him to do for the most part. The few scenes that we did see were, like, you know, his family came and, like, when are you going to baptize the child? Like, that's a religious thing. And people are very extremely emotional, you know, about religion and customs and traditions, especially, I'm sure, in Ethiopia, like, the culture is very important that things are done a certain way. So I don't really put that, like, on his shoulders. I put it more on, like, the culture she's living in, right? Like, Mm -hmm. it's kind of like being in America. Like, during the holidays, you're going to see a bunch of Christmas trees and holiday lights. Like, like you just really can't look away, right? It's just a part of the culture of America. But I do feel like, for him, he has this clan, you know, which is his family that's telling him what to do and, as Nadia said, he has experience as a second-time father. So mm-hmm. all the things that he was asking her to do, like take care of herself, eat right and stuff, that's like stuff that I heard when I just had my kid. And honestly, it really depends on like what mood you're in. Like Some days you just don't want to hear it because you're just like, I got it. And some days we're more open to it. So I think she's just kind of like going through the motions with being a new mom and just trying to figure everything out. I think she mentioned like she's got no idea what she's doing and that's pretty much the case, right? Right. So <clears throat> it could just be like his commentary is just not welcome either. Yeah. 
I also think it's extra annoying coming from people outside of the immediate family, right? Like when all the aunts came and started asking her about when she's going to baptize the baby. It's like you just went through a C-section and now you have to deal with all these questions. Like I would Mm. be annoyed as well, you know? Right. So, yeah. I mean, and again, it could be editing. It could be TLC producers kind of staging it, right? Because they need to film something, right? You're not giving her a break. In Maybe we reality, won't baptize the baby. How about that? You know, like, what if yeah. that's what she really wanted to say? You know, she just... right. And 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 who knows? In reality, and Mariam can probably speak to this. You probably need at least a week or two to recover from a C-section. But instead, what we're seeing here is that she's going through a lot one after another. Like it, mm. it feels like they just kept on filming, right? From the time she went into the ward to like when she came out of it, you know, after giving birth. So. I don't know. It's just brutal if you look at it that way. Mm-hmm. I can see why she's annoyed and why she thinks that people are just trying to like make her do things when when it should be about her, right? <laughs> it's probably a postpartum thing too. I mean, your body's definitely going through like this this hormone adjustment, and it's not pretty, yeah. to say the least. You know what I mean? You're just not even comfortable in your own skin. Right after you have a baby and she had the C-section, she's in a lot of pain. Her support system isn't around her. There's a baby. She's not sleeping. It's just like a bunch of things going on. So it's definitely tough. Yep, yep. Anything else we want to add before we move on to the next couple? Uh, I think that's all I have. I do want to say one thing, and it's really silly. I know Ari said that she came out of a chaotic C-section. I thought her eyebrows were chaotic, man. Oh my <laughs> god, see the draw on eyebrows? That's chaotic, dude. I mean, I couldn't look away. Like, I know. All I could see was just these two big, bold eyebrows. And like, they don't really match her demeanor. Like, she seems like to have a very soft demeanor. And then it's like, eyebrows. Yeah, like shock. <laughs> Thick eyebrows. No, I noticed the little, what's it called? That y'all ladies do? The cat eye? I don't know. Is that what that's called? The wing? Like yeah, it, the you wing. know, you put yeah. a little tip at yep. the thing, right? Yeah. <laughs> I noticed yeah. that. <laughs> uh, but I figured, you know, whatever. That's <laughs> what people do. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Are we ready to move on to Yazan and Brittany? Oh, my gosh. So Wait, didn't we call it? Haven't we been calling this all season? That some shit like this was going to happen? You know what? I think we all thought that we should have cut Britney some slack, but now I think we know who the true villain is. God, she is just so full of herself, you know? Like, her universe is just revolves around her, and she's over here saying that, like, yeah, like, I need Yazan to support me, and, like, I'm used to people, like, buying me airplane tickets and this and that. I don't think so, Britney. I don't think so. I think that's sh- bullshit. The fact that Yazan is going through losing his family, being homeless, losing his job, getting kicked out on the street, right? Like, I think he said he went to, like, a relative's house and then he was, like, on the street pretty much for Mm -hmm. her, for their love. Then she turns around and, like, just puts it back on herself again, right? Yeah. They're just not compatible. I feel really bad for Yazan. He's put himself in a really shitty situation in Jordan. He can't really escape from it. 
going back to like his culture, the fact that he's like going against his family isn't the same as an American child going against their parents. In Jordan, in those cultures, those things are heavy. Your culture is like your pride is like your name is like, you know, wherever you go, like it's like your family name follows you, you know? So for him mm-hmm. to to give that up for her and then for her to like not even acknowledge it sort of and not even she acted like she just didn't give a shit the whole time, honestly, from like how I saw it. Or it could have been TLC editing, but she just seemed like she just didn't care. And it's all about me. And I'm going to go give him an ultimatum and he better change himself. And he best like let me wear whatever the hell I want to wear because it's important for her to express herself. Like, come on, dude. Like, you know what you're getting into. You know, you visited Jordan. You're over there covering your hair. How are you going to go from that to like expecting him to all of a sudden change? 180 degrees to like being 100% accepting and supportive of you wearing a g-string on Instagram and twerking you know what I mean like that's not gonna happen Um, yeah I know I agree and it frustrates me that she acts like she didn't know any of this she acts like even now when he was like Brittany you need to change she she's like what are you talking about I need I need to change like you know what the fuck he's talking about you know what he's talking about, right? Like, you've always known. He's been trying to tell you, you know? And she tried to flip it by saying, oh, he's telling his family one thing and he's telling me another. No, you knew from the beginning that if you were going to be Muslim and and, um, convert to Islam, there were certain criteria you have to meet. You knew that you had to do this if you were going to be his wife. This is not a surprise at all. You shouldn't yeah. be surprised and acting like you don't know what the fuck he's talking about when he's talking to you like this. So, yeah, it's sad. Because, like, you know, we've been talking about all season. This is real for him. To her, obviously, she's clout chasing. But to him, this is real fucking life. Mm-hmm. And now he's... Now he's driving a cab 14 hours a fucking day and sending her money? Sending her money? What the fuck is that about? And, I know. Yeah, and she, and she was even ungrateful for that. Like, oh, well, you know, I'm not asking for much. What are you talking about? If anything, you're the breadwinner here. We know that you're the one balling. You know what I mean? Like, it's no secret. So, like, you know... <sighs> it's frustrating to see i'm i'm so 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 close to just saying we're canceling her you know yeah like i i want to yeah i want to cancel her but not yazan yeah my heart goes out to yazan i'm hoping that after this this show was filmed things got better you know i know that on socials they were fighting and stuff so hopefully whatever they had is over and he's back with his family and you know, things got patched up or whatever have you needed to happen for him to regain what honor was lost or what shame like he brought in his family, you know, like I hope things are better now, but still he's going to be living with the fallout of this fiasco, whatever it was. I hope it was worth it. Yeah. That's the price of 15 minutes. I feel bad for him. Yeah. But the good news is he's a man and in their culture, I think that there's less repercussions against men doing this mm. this kind of things than women. So I get it. He's in a bad situation, but I think he could fix it. Let's hope it's uh, it's repairable because I would hate for him to 
Lucy's family over a cloud chaser. You know, it's becoming clear that Britney's not worth it. Period. <laughs> Period. Point blank. Yep. <laughs> Anything else you guys want to say before we move on? Nah, I'm good. I'm good off that. It's, yeah. It was the. It's the. It's I'm the Team Yazan. Team Yazan. <laughs> Hashtag Team Yazan. Yep. All right. Next up, Jenny and Summit. I thought it was funny when he shot down the promise ring. I know. <laughs> but yeah, that's, I think that. that's a cultural thing. I mean, maybe Americans take it lightly. For him, it's like, whoa, you're giving me a ring? No, no, no. Like, we have to do something serious. And I thought that was honorable in a way, too, because he said, look, man, don't bother giving me a ring. I'm still married. Right? I mean, yep. I thought that yep. was very, yeah. you know... Righteous I could him. see I could see both sides of it. I could see how she wanted to give him something, you know, to symbolize their uh, their commitment. But then at the same time, he's like, nah, man, rings are a big deal here. You, you know, you put the yeah. ring on for the real deal for when we're married and stuff like that. You know, yeah. so I, I, I could see both sides. I just um, I don't know. I thought it was funny. I don't really like Jenny. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, I, I hope the best for them, but I don't really, I don't, I'm not really feeling Jenny. So, yeah, when she was like, here's a ring, and he's like, nah, <laughs> you keep that. <laughs> Where's my watch? <laughs> yeah, I just feel like their storyline has been the same now, like two seasons in. Yeah. Where he has this complicated divorce, his parents are not supportive of his decision to be with Jenny. And Jenny is, like, putting the pressure on Summit, right? Like, I just feel like that's just been, like, their little hamster wheel of a storyline for, like, a while now. So I'm super bored with them. I was like, okay, like, either move on or, like, get off my TV, you know? Like, I'm tired of watching you guys. Yeah, it's boring. Super. (laughs) It's boring. (laughs) And seriously, do we need to know that they did it? Like, do we need to know that Sumit likes to be at the bottom? Yeah, that was just TMI. <laughs> that was just like, I don't need to No thanks, DLC. Jenny, oh, like, in that position. Yeah, I just, I, I, I could have done without it. Yeah, like, I don't need Jenny to tell us that she would like to reward him like that. Like, no thanks, Jenny. Like, keep that to yourself, please. <laughs> I'd forgotten about that, but thanks for bringing it up. No thanks. <laughs> You're welcome. Just thought you should suffer the same trauma as the rest of us. <laughs> All right. So what, well, uh, what what was up with the uh, with the charges? They were dropped, right, or something? Is that what happened? Yeah, yeah. So I think his ex-wife wanted, you know, spousal support, but for mental yeah. and physical torture, he put it. Yeah. What was that about? Oh, uh, like he said, it's probably a way to get more money out of the divorce, mm-hmm. or as he called it, divorce, right? Divorce. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So I'm glad that the charges are dropped. They do sound unfair, but like Mariam said, like this whole love story between him and Jenny, they're like rinse repeat at this point. Mm-hmm. You know, nothing yeah. new. Are they going to have a baby soon? I doubt it. <laughs> They're just going to get married and then call it a day, hopefully. So, I don't know. We shall see. We shall see. All right. I think the 
last couple here is Armando and Kenny. What do you guys think of Kenny trying to parent Hannah with the limited Spanish that he knows or doesn't know? It was entertaining to see that like they're finally butting heads a little bit because their relationship is so perfect. Right. Um, we needed some of that conflict. Yeah. <laughs> right. I was like, oh, look, they're normal. Like, they're a normal uh, couple. Yeah, they're yeah. just like a normal couple, like totally relatable. Um, <laughs> I could put myself in both of their shoes and understand like where they're coming from, to be honest with you, as far as like that whole topic with buying Hannah ice cream, giving someone the power to parent your child is a big thing. Like, mm-hmm. so I can kind of see Armando's like, hesitation right and i could also see where kenny's coming from because at the end of the day kenny does have that experience and he has raised at least three girls that i can recall like i don't know he's got he's got a bunch of kids but um i i can kind of put myself in you know their situation and kind of understand like what they're trying to do but i think that that's hard even even for a bit for baby and ari i know we talked about it but like parenting like you guys have to be on the same page otherwise it's going to be a huge source of conflict like huge source it's just something that i think is where couples sometimes fundamentally vary on the way they want to raise their child or the way that they envision their child to be raised so i thought i thought it was nice to see them just being normal and just hashing it out you know yeah if anything this did prove that they're also a great couple when it comes to just communicating how they feel to each other and about certain things when they start to experience conflict. I like how when it started to go downhill, Armando was like, well, you know, I sensed the tone and I, I think you said it some sort of way and I felt some type of way about that. And Kenny was like, well, no, you know, I, I I said it the way I'm saying it right now. And they communicated, right? And it's that's healthy, right? Like conflict happens. It happens in every relationship. But communication is a big part. And I think when you allow each other to to say the things you feel and then give each other like that space to say, okay, like it's my turn to speak. Now it's your turn to speak, right? (laughs) Instead of like shouting over each other. And like you, Mariam, I saw both sides. I'm in a similar situation. I haven't raised any kids at all, but I do have a parenting style, if that's how you want to put it. And it's a little different than my girlfriend, Koi, who has a daughter. And I love her as my own, but there are times where similarly, I think Koi lets her get away with certain things just because it's just been Koi and her daughter for the longest time. And, you know, there's times I need to speak up about certain things and we have to talk about, okay, well, if I'm going to help raise her with you, there there has to be space for me to also be that parent and for you to understand where where maybe you might be not making mistakes, but yeah, mistakes isn't the right word. Where there are gaps. Right, where there are where are there are gaps, gaps. And, yeah. and let's 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 be together. Let's be on the same page, quote unquote, about how we're gonna do this. So I, I you know, I was able to see, I was able to see both sides, and um, yeah, that's just something that they're they're gonna have to work together to figure out what's the right way, how's the right way to do this, and I just think Hannah is lucky to have them both, 
And I also wanted to add, I thought Hannah was the star in the last two episodes. Oh, yeah. Just getting to see her. And yeah, okay, she could be a little manipulative. Are you getting me a purse or some ice cream? You know, I was like, <laughs> um, there's a right, like, there's, there's a right answer to that question. And there's a right answer to that question. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you, 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 you can't lose with that. But I just think she's super cute. I think he's done an amazing job at raising her as a single parent because she is, she's so well behaved. She's so understanding. She knows that like a family unit is based on love. Right. And she's like, Oh, I'm just glad we're all three of us are going to be together. You know, the whole like two dads thing. I don't know how much better it could have gone. Really? Uh, She's adorable. I'm a fan of Hannah. I'll leave it at that. (laughs) Me too. Yeah. I loved Hannah. She was so cute. That whole ultimatum thing. I was like, this is a businesswoman in the making. Like, (laughs) of course you're going to get her ice cream. (laughs) Yeah, I I can understand why Armando sort of spoiled Hannah, right? He's trying to make up for her loss um, of Mm -hmm. her mother. So I can see that he might have over compensate in certain departments but it makes sense i think right like he he's just trying to be the mom and the dad right so every time she asks him for something he's probably thinking like okay if her mom is still alive what would she have said or what would Mm. she have done so i can see why kenny thinks that it's you know maybe spoiling her a little bit but given their circumstances i can understand why yeah i also feel that kenny you know, he has experience raising three daughters, so he knows what he's talking about too. Like what you said earlier, Lon, I like that there's a bit of conflict because it shows that they're a real couple with real problems. And I like that they communicate through it. You know, mm-hmm. no one is shouting over the other and they're just resolving it like, like adults should. Right. <laughs> Especially in front of Hannah, right? They're not exactly... Exactly. Showing that they're mad at each other, they're just talking it through. So I really respect that. And I ultimately agree that Hannah is the star of the show. She's so cute. I cannot wait for her to have her own Instagram. And yeah, I'll just leave it with you know the fact that Armando has been doing a great job raising her. Also, <laughs> I do have a question for you guys. All right. Shoot. Should, should Kenny learn basic Spanish or should Hannah start learning English? They both need to learn. Both. I would say both. I would say both. I would put more responsibility on Kenny though because he's living there now. He's living there now, right? That's his new home and I think he's not going to be able to depend on on Armando and Hannah 24-7. There's going to be times where he's going to need to do stuff on his own. And uh, Right. If he doesn't want, you... I was going to say, if he doesn't want them talking shit behind his back, right? He, he's going to need to pick that up quick. Right. And how could you parent someone if you don't speak their language? True. That's a right? good point. So I think when Hannah is ready to meet him in the middle ground, which I think at some point she will learn English, but in the meantime, he should pick up some basic Spanish, even though I know it's probably difficult for him. To like you know start learning a new language at that age. I mean, and I'm not putting it past him. I'm pretty sure he can, but I just hope that 
he'll give Armando a break because it's if it, I mean like what Armando says, it's stressful to be both a father to Hannah and a translator to Kenny. So yeah, yeah I'm just looking out for Armando. <laughs> All right. So we've come to the end of our coverage of the other way. Do you guys have a WTF moment that you'd like to share with our listeners? I don't really have a WTF moment, but I have a WTF person, and that is Brittany. 100%. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I agree 100%. For me, my WTF moment came when, when, she, when I realized that he was sending her money. I don't know. That just seems... I don't know. I get that he's a man, and but I just feel that she's in a better position financially to to be doing that. You know, I I just felt that was wrong. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong for that, but I, I just felt that was weird for him to be sending her money. Dude, he's a taxi driver working 14-hour days because you, <laughs> you know, because yeah. of you and the position you put him in. And you're going to bitch that he's not, like, spoiling you and shit, you know? And he's sending you money, and even then you're just like, oh, you know, whatever, I paid for everything, blah, blah, blah. Like, okay, like, what, what are, why are we even having this conversation? I didn't, I don't know. It just, it just felt like she was being super ungrateful, and it didn't sit well with me. Yeah, my WTF moment is finding out about that cabbage thing. <laughs> that you guys just mentioned. That's news to That's me. A good one. I, I think I missed that for some reason. I, I'm sorry. I might have missed that part. But yeah, I didn't know that. That was a good, uh, I guess a good, I don't know, like homemade remedy. Yeah. Book Life of home hack. remedies. Life hack. Life hack. Uh, yeah, there we go. Right. All right. So before we really end this episode, I just, I think, I, I again, I, I hope I can speak on behalf of you guys, but we have collectively agreed not to cover Jihoon and Devin for several reasons, right? One is the fact that we, as you know, 90 Day Fiancé viewers, probably know the outcome of their relationship. And it's no secret. It's already out there. They're no longer together. So it's really pointless to talk about them. You know, it's no guessing game anymore, right? Because it's mm-hmm. out in the open. They're no longer together. Um, I believe as of right now, Devin has already filed for divorce from Jihoon, which is, you know, ironic because we're going to see them get married in the next episode. Yeah. So that's really sad. Uh, secondly, and this is something that I feel strongly, I don't know about you too, but I personally am not a fan of Devin and how she's throwing around the word abusive towards mm-hmm. uh, Jihoon. She claims that Jihoon has been abusive towards Drusilla. She claims that Jihoon mistreated their puppy, Bam Bam. And I think she has no evidence, or at least concrete evidence, to prove that. And Jihoon is now being the victim that has to clear his name. And while, all while trying to, uh, trying to keep in touch with Taeyang. And I f- really feel for him. You know, he's being... I, I know what's the right word for it, but he's not being given a chance to be a father to Taeyang. Devin is putting out a smear campaign against him and I'm not for it. I think we purposely are not covering them because of all those reasons. So apologies to our listeners if you're looking forward to hearing about us talking about Devin and Jihoon, but I'm just taking, me personally, I'm just taking a stand here against Devin. 
Yeah, no, I, I agree. I've also been on the socials and caught up with it. Jihoon's been sending gift packages to his son, and she won't let her son receive them. He has to mail them to a friend in America. And these yeah. are huge packages, clothes of packages. She won't tell him Taeyang's size, but he guesses, and he sends like jackets and sweaters and shoes and toys, and they're piling up. Like, I just, I feel really bad. You know, there are, there are deadbeat dads out there, and for Jihoon to want to be um, a part of his son's life and to um, want to send support and gifts and to be denied that is, uh, it sucks. It's hurtful. And um, yeah, I, uh, I take a stand with you there, Nadia. Supportive also of just not covering her. I don't really agree with the actions she's taking, especially, you know, keeping Jihoon away from his child. Like, I think that's really cruel. These kind of situations, like the kids suffer the most, unfortunately, you know, and I think as a stranger looking in, you know, it's like, why shouldn't a child get all this love, attention, gifts from their father at the end of the day? Like, just look at it that way. Yeah. Um, but then whatever's going on with them, obviously it's between them, but um, it's not really cool. The stuff that's flying around, this accusation. So I agree. Like, I don't really want to cover her and make her any more relevant than she needs to be. Word. All right. Hello, WTFers. Thank you so much for listening. If you love the podcast, you can show your support by leaving us a five-star review on Apple or wherever you get your podcasts. It is appreciated and really helps us out. Please consider joining our Patreon family. Every donation helps and gives you access to our discussions on a wide range of topics. This week, we'll be covering the extra hot mess that is the family Chantel. You can engage with us on email, Twitter, and Instagram at 90dayfiancewtf or our Patreon at WTF Extra. We especially would like to hear what your WTF moments are each episode. We might even shout you out. Take care of yourselves, everybody.